0: Hello, everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a platform which allows you to have one account and you get everything unlimited shows, bandwidth, your also episodes, as well as a lot of bunch of other things. So today we have another amazing podcaster who's going to be sharing his knowledge, his secret his super, super secret tips that will help you take your podcasting game to the next level. So David, please take your time to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Well, thanks, first of all, for having me. And uh, yeah, my name is David Rosen. I'm out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I am a music composer who has now allowed his life to be taken over by podcasts. I produce uh, four podcasts, host one, co-host another, just produce the other two, um, I, I stay quite busy with this world of podcasting. And my main podcast, Piecing It Together, is a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. It's kind of a, a twist on the traditional movie podcast format, which, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of movie podcasts out there. And so it, it seemed like a uh, fun, unique way to talk about movies by looking uh, specifically at the movies that inspired these new release movies that come out
0: man i'll tell you what you got four podcasts one people have just hard time keeping up with the one podcast so oh you are like the superhero is going to four different is it four different industry or is there somewhat related
1: Two of them are related. I just so happened two of the people who used to be guests on my podcast, Piecing It Together, they wanted to start a podcast also about movies together, but their own kind of spin on it. And they were like, hey, would you come on board and produce it? And they hired me on. And so now I have two different movie related podcasts. And then the other two are completely different industries.
0: Okay. well, what industries are just out of curiosity?
1: Sure. Well, uh, the, the first one that I ever actually started, this was before starting piecing it together as a podcast called bird road, which is something that I do with my best friend Q, uh, who also, we have like a little podcast network that we're kind of building from the ground up. And so all of these shows are part of that, that network idea, but bird road is like a politics and culture kind of show. And, uh, you know, we talk about all the things happening in the world. Also, because uh, he used to live here in Las Vegas and he moved to Miami for work and family and all that. And so it's kind of a way for us to get back together and continue working on stuff together and, you know, doing all kinds of fun stuff together. We, we will incorporate skits and comedy stuff and interviews with people we know and, you know, all different kinds of stuff mixed into it while at the same time talking about what's happening in the world. And then the other podcast that I produce is one that I was just, Uh, again, just hired on by, you know, a friend of a friend recommended me. And next thing you know, I'm uh, working in this restaurant podcast. It's called All Rice, No Beans. And it is a lot of fun. It's hosted by the manager of a really popular Mexican restaurant here in Las Vegas called Lindo Michoacan. And on it, she, uh, she talks to her dad, who. Founded the restaurant and talks about building it from the ground up as a Mexican immigrant and all that, and then also inter- interviews other uh, restaurant owners and talks about how their stories compare and how they went through similar struggles uh, growing in the business. And so it's a, like I said, a completely different industry, but you know, uh, podcasting is fun to do.
0: It definitely is. I started my podcast like last november 2019 and Mm -hmm. it's definitely been a rewarding experience not just me personally the people who listen to the podcast they get to actually tune into an expert like yourself with podcasting thing in this way but they get to tune into the person's like whatever they know i get Mm -hmm. to ask them like one hour or half an hour worth of time like whatever you have done in last 10 plus years or five years or whatever let's dive it into tell me all the secrets and things of that nature so it's definitely a really cool experience you know so since you have four podcasts let's talk about your secrets what is your secret of running four different podcasts and not going insane (laughs) and not going
1: insane (laughs) is the key question there Uh,
0: yeah i think
1: I, I didn't come to this with any particular secret in mind, but since you're asking me, I'm going to go with what I think is probably the most important thing. And that is to podcast about something that you care about. And, you know, like I said, piecing it together is my main podcast. And if I wasn't doing that show, I would still be talking to people interesting people about movies all the time you know and so that's something i love to do anyway and so let's just kind of build together a little an outline and you know put together a whole production around it and turn on some microphones do a little editing sure and and then uh, have have a cool podcast around it you know and then awesome movie or the other movie podcast that i produce same thing it's 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 something that I would be interested in being a part of anyway. And so that really helps for those long, you know, hours of, of planning and recording and editing. It it helps to keep things interesting. And then, you know, of course, all right, snow beans, that's food. Who doesn't love food?
0: Everybody loves food. I think a little too much nowadays. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So how do you go by creating content for your podcast?
1: So, yeah, I I think the first thing is, you know, identifying what is the next episode going to be. I'll, I'll focus, you know, if, if you want to ask me about any of the other podcasts, you know, absolutely, you know, go ahead. We could we could push it in that direction, too. But I'll focus on piecing it together since it's the one that I host specifically. Uh, so if there's a movie that I just saw and my brain is kind of spinning about this movie and I just, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm thinking about it in these terms that I've set up for the, the theme of the show, which, which is to look at a movie through the lens of what other movies might have inspired it. So if I just watch this movie and I'm thinking, Oh, that kind of reminded me of, of, you know, the, this other movie from five, 10 years ago, or it, it felt a little bit like the films of this one director or, you know, it, this one scene reminded me of a scene in this other movie. I just start making a mental list and, you know, then start making a written list and then start kind of paying attention to the the network that I've built of, you know, friends, movie fans, other podcasters, other uh, film critics, and see if anybody else is talking about this movie and seems to be, you know, excited about the movie. And then it's it's just a matter of contacting them, saying, "Hey, are you interested in joining me for this one?" And if they say no, I move on to the next person. If they say yes, let's start scheduling a recording session.
0: Wow, that's it's that simple, literally.
1: <laughs> that that's simple, literally, exactly. It's like. It's one of those things where it's like, if you don't do it, it's just not going to happen, you know? So right. you, you just you just have to,
0: you know, move forward with the idea that you have. So how do you have a conversation? Let's say you pick a guest. Let's say you and I, we pick a movie. I don't know, pick any movie. Our exterminator, I don't know. Just throwing mm-hmm. it out there. So how would you start the conversation in your podcast to say, we're going to talk about Exterminator. Obviously, I am the person who you're interviewing or talking about it i'm your co-host per se so how do you start the conversation
1: well first things first is i have to ask you how good is your arnold schwarzenegger impression do you got a good one i'll be back (laughs) that's all i got all right you're in you're in we're doing this podcast uh (laughs) so first things first, you know, if it's somebody new who's never been on the show before, I, I make sure to kind of give them the heads up of how it works. you know, kind of tell them that they should listen to a couple episodes to kind of hear how how it works, but but basically give them a little paragraph or two about you know, the whole process. You come to it with a few movies that you think may have inspired it. you know, just have a mental idea of why you're gonna say that, and then we're just gonna go back and forth. You know, once that's done, we we just schedule the the conversation, we get on. Whatever method it is, I mean, you know, in the pre COVID days, might have been recording in person, but now they're 100% online, unfortunately. Uh, you know, that's awesome that we can do it online, but it was always fun doing them in person, <laughs> too. Uh, but, you know, th- there's so many different ways we can record. I tend to use uh, a, an app called Squadcast, a, a web service, um, but, you know, sometimes we'll just, you know, two ender just you know skype on both sides and record our own sides if if the person is comfortable with doing that and then yeah that's basically it as far as like prep is concerned you know i just kind of give them that general heads up of how my show works and then you know let's just jump on the line and start
0: recording wow you make it sound so easy man i promise you sometime it's not that easy (laughs) I am sure.
1: Well, and and also I I should say uh, not that I'm trying to do a commercial for Squadcast or anything. I mean they're great and all, but uh, they and I, I've certainly had a couple of glitches here and there over over the, my you know couple of years now using them. But they have been definitely the most consistent. I. I've used every service in the book pretty much and run into so many issues. The internet is a strange thing that the fact that it's still 2020 and we're still so reliant on like if the wind blows like down the street and hits your telephone wire, the whole thing falls apart. Like, yeah, the internet is very strange. I would have thought we'd be a little further along with uh, broadband connections by now, but you know, you can't always rely on it. But you know, luckily, though, things tend to go fairly smooth once you get in there if you're, you know, if, if you do it a lot and get used to it.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with your whole squadcast uh, platform. I love it because I also had the opportunity to uh interviewed the CFO Rockwell and he oh, was God. amazing yeah really cool guy man we had a really good time sharing that so yeah I really wish they had the recording like the post-production or if they could do like a video recording and I think the last time I talked to them I did suggest that and was like, yeah, they were like yeah they're going to work on getting that in there so rather you're just getting your audio part you can also get the video part which will be
1: Yeah, I've heard that that they're planning on that down the road, and that would be very cool. As of now, all four of the podcasts that I work on are audio only, but I I certainly have considered the possibility of adding video. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms, and I'm sure that that really complicates things,
0: especially if you're editing and stuff. Oh, trust me, it's not a can of worms. It's like a really, really good thing to have because depending on who you have in an interview with, you could literally take that video file and turn it into a mini course. Sure, that's cool. I have done that many times. I was like, wow, it was so good. Obviously the person who interviewing like, hey, can I potentially use this mini course? Would you mind? And mm-hmm. the person was like, no, I don't mind at all. And then pff, there you go. You know, that's itself is like golden nugget. People who listening to it, hey, definitely record the video part of it because you may never know. You can actually use that as your little side hustle kind of thing. Like, you know, you got the expert, you can ask them any question you want and then you could turn it into a recording and like make some little bit of money on and share the profit with your expert if you want to. But that's another thing. But it's definitely a good option to have. Yeah. All right, so we got the content bar. So what kind of a uh, recording equipment do you currently use now as compared to when you first started?
1: Sure. Well, uh, I, like I said, I, I was a music composer first, and so I was already very you know familiar and already set up for doing audio uh, from all of the music work that I do. So I, I'm a PC guy, I'm not a Mac guy, uh, but I you know, just have a, a nice solid computer that I've built and a, uh, a Focusrite interface and a uh, Shure SM7B for my mic and then I use Studio One for my DAW and that's what I do all my editing in and all that. and. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. And then, you know, when I used to record outside of the studio, I have a, a, you know, a cool little Zoom that I take with me for, you know, on-location recording. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, I'm just sitting here in front of my computer and, you know,
0: doing what I got to do. I'm telling you, the way you make it sound like it's like, oh, that's it, bada-bing, bada-boom, and it's done. (laughs) it's It's so hard because, like,
1: I, I've been like doing audio related stuff. It feels like forever, you know, I, I'm actually about to release my sixth album insert plug for my music there. Oh uh, hell yeah, tell it. me more about it. <laughs> but, but I, I will for sure. but but, yeah, no, it just feels like I've been just doing audio related stuff for so long. and I think that that, like, you know, going back to your first question of, you know, you know, what's the secret and all that, like I think just doing a lot of stuff just gets you really comfortable with it. Once you're comfortable with your equipment and with your process, it just, it, it really does make things, you know, a lot easier. There, there's always weird things that could pop up, you know, who knows with computers and then of course the internet and connection issues and whatnot. But basically if you know, if you've done it a lot, you kind of know what to expect for the most part. But, um, As far as my music's concerned, though, yeah, I I compose music for films and commercials and television. And I also put out albums of instrumental music. And my 40th birthday is coming up in October. And so I'm releasing my sixth album on my 40th birthday. I'm very excited about that. It's just, it's self-titled. It's called David Rosen. And uh, it's 16 songs of these big, epic, instrumental pieces of music. And I'm really proud of it.
0: Well, first of all... Happy birthday, early uh, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I Hope you enjoy it, you know, and whatever you plan on doing, hopefully your album will be a good seller. Where are we going to sell it at? Where are you selling it, just out of curiosity, Amazon or somewhere else?
1: Yeah, it'll be on all of the major services. I actually, right before we got on the call here, I was just finishing up uh, getting together all the stuff to actually print CDs of it, but uh, it'll also be, of course, on iTunes and Spotify and all those services as well.
0: Okay. So speaking of iTunes and Spotify, speaking of Spotify specifically, not to get off a topic, but as a magician, mm-hmm. how do you get your song on Spotify?
1: So there's, there's a variety of options. The one that I use is called CD baby okay. and they've they've been around over 20 years or something. And uh, in the early days, I just went with them. I had you know read all the pros and cons of all the different services out there and they're who I went with and since I have so many you know projects with them already, I'm probably gonna stick with them until their dying day but uh, they, they do a great job though of distributing your music to all of the services basically and then, uh, any any incoming royalties, uh, you know, or sales or any of that, they collect, they take their percent, of course, and then you get, you know, everything nice and easy. And I like easy. Easy is good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, CD Baby does a, a really good job. And it's going to be interesting to see, actually, uh, funny, just totally random aside. But, you know, I just I just clicked the button to distribute this morning. And for the first time ever, it says it's going to take one to three weeks because of coronavirus to uh, potentially get out there. So hopefully it makes my October 4th deadline, the day I was hoping to uh, release the album. But who, who would have thought that something digital like that would have you know added processing times because of all this?
0: That is so weird. I mean, right? yeah, back to your whole point, like everything is digital. It shouldn't take like more three weeks, three right. days, maybe. Sure. Yeah, yeah but.
1: Yeah, 2020, you'd think things are a little uh, more streamlined, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, This is just for my own personal curiosity. So let's say I'm a musician. I go to cdbaby.com. I sign up for their account. Obviously, I'm assuming they're going to charge you X amount of dollar per month to release it, or how does that work? Well, one of the
1: things I like about them is it's all up front. Um, So instead of it being per month, which a lot of the other services do... It, you pay your upfront. I, I think last time i had actually like already purchased my credit like a long time ago so i forget exactly but i think it's like 30 or 40 dollars or something like that just a one-time fee and they distribute it out for you and then like i said they take like a little percentage or whatever whereas a lot of the other services they also get their percentage but you're also paying monthly and right. uh so I, I prefer to just pay it up front have it done with
0: yeah that's definitely probably better because you know you just pay it up front and then distribute it and then yep. is there a limit that you can uh, distribute number of songs or is like whatever I think,
1: yeah no i think just as long as it's you know considered one album like mm-hmm. that that is you know fine if it's a 30 song album if it's a 10 song album doesn't really matter uh, as long as it's just considered an album and then it's another fee next time
0: uh, okay so what is your album name so people can look, look out for it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Th- this new one that's coming out is called uh, David Rosen. It's just a self-titled album. But my my most recent album is called A Different Kind of Dream. And so you could also find that one. And I, I have five other albums as well that are available on all of those sites as well on Spotify and iTunes and everything.
0: All right. So those of you who are musicians... This episode is just for you. Now, you literally found out how you can pay $30 one time and have your song or album out there so anyone else can listen to it. Whether it be iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else they distribute it, right? So, I'm sure they have more than two channels where they distribute it. Oh, there's a, there's a lot.
1: Some of them you'll never even have heard of, but they're in like, you know, some other country and maybe someone will find it.
0: Yeah, you never know. So, benefit of podcasting, you get to learn new things, like CD go. baby. <laughs> All right, so, so let's talk about your post production part of it. How do you edit your uh, podcasts? Or sure. how much time do you spend editing?
1: Well, I spend a, a fair amount of time because I, I do like for my podcast to be, you know, really kind of put together and everything and cut out all the maybe not every um and ah uh and pause. But, you know, for the most part, I like to I like to clean it up pretty good. I, I have a, uh, a template that I have created for myself, which definitely takes away some of the work. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, that, that way, some of the things are already decided ahead of time. My, like, for example, my track always is going to sound the same because it's always going to have the exact same amount of EQ and compressor and all that. And it already, it sounds good and I know it sounds good and this way I can make sure it always sounds that way. And then I have a few different templates set up for if I'm, if my guests also has you know a a really nice quality microphone i have a template set up for that if they have something a little you know cheaper a little cheap usb mic i have something set up for that that hopefully cleans up the sound a little bit and then you know of course adjust as needed and then i just go through usually while i'm recording i have uh, one hand on a little notebook and i'll just i'll just jot like notes like you know 32 seconds, you know, and that way I know to take a look back at 32 seconds. Oh, there must've been something there. Maybe somebody coughed or somebody forgot what they were saying or whatever. And so, so I just jump through the timeline and I, I go mainly to those edit points because I don't want to drive myself nuts and edit every single second of the show. You know, that, that could take hours if you were to do that. So what I do is I jump through to all of those little notes that I've made. And along the way, anything else I just happen to catch while I'm doing those particular notes that's kind of my process for post-production
0: how long does it take you to edit one episode nowadays compared to when you first started
1: yeah i definitely took a lot longer before because i i couldn't sometimes quite get rid of all the noises and you know make sure that all the mics sounded as good as possible and matching them as well because obviously you got somebody in a different room on the other side of the country and a different kind of microphone and you know you you want it to at least sound (laughs) you know fairly similar you know so definitely it's gotten a lot easier and a lot quicker to do that the the editing of the timeline still is time consuming i would say for like an hour long podcast which are not all that long sometimes they're closer to a half hour um sometimes they're longer but for, for a general hour long show it probably takes me about 30 minutes to, to edit i would say so
0: that's very good 30 minutes Episode. So.
1: Yeah. I could I could easily make it more complicated if I wanted to. <laughs> but I, I usually try not to do that to myself, especially with four podcasts and a music career.
0: And you want to have a life at the end of the day as well and get some sleep, yeah.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> cool, yeah, cool. All right. So we got the mic, we got the equipment, we got the post production. So how do you go about getting your podcast out there and then So everybody else can listen to it. So what are some of the things that you look for if you were to start all over again, like far as the podcast hosting company goes? What would that company need to have for you to say, this is a good company?
1: Well, I, as far as what I wish my podcast company had, my podcast hosting company had... I'm not quite sure what features would like kind of make me interested in some other company. I think I'm, I'm with blueberry. I'll just let you know that. And uh, they, they're, they seem to do, you know, it's always up, you know, I can't complain about that. I, I'm, I'm a WordPress guy as far as my websites are concerned. And so the fact that they make power just seemed like a, the right way to go um, because it seems like the right podcast for creating and managing my RSS feed for the podcast and for building it right into WordPress just seemed like the easiest thing to do. And so it does all that really well. Um, I think their stats are, are, you know, they're good as far as the way podcast stats can be. Obviously this industry is very strange as far as like people always ask you like how many subscribers you have. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Nobody knows. You could never know that. Never.
1: Yeah. It's impossible, but everybody seems to think that that's possible. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a weird thing. Uh, but I think that they do a good job though of, of, you know, having a good like robust stats section that gives you a lot of good information to be able to track. And I think one thing I would love to see in the future and like they already have dynamic ad insertion. I would I would love to see if they would expand that a little bit and maybe not expand it only for people on like a higher, you know, more expensive <laughs> tier, but maybe offer a little more for the people who are just like, you know, regular podcast subscriber podcast uh, hosts because it seems like that's like a really interesting feature that could lead to wanting to grow your podcast even more you know what i mean and it's like so rather rather than rope you in right from the get-go you know give us some extra features to see and then move on to even more higher paid things
0: yeah do those are definitely good features to have for anybody who's listening to it like if you can get those features, you'll be good. You know, yeah. as what you said, ad insertion. So yeah. that's one way to make money. Uh, is there? Are there any other way that you're looking to monetize on your podcast, or are you just kind of like growing your brand, things of that nature? What are you going for?
1: Right now it's mostly all about growing the brand and you know everything kind of feeds back into my music career as well because you know that's kind of my bread and butter and you know hopefully more people hear my name and hire me for composing for their various projects whether that's films or commercials or even podcast jingles but uh, it, as far as monetizing the podcast, though, definitely I, I have sold some ads here and there, some sponsors, things like that. And I also have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash by David Rosen, by the way. And it combines uh, my music and all of the podcasts, and we have bonus content from each of the podcasts, as well as uh, you know special songs and advanced access to songs and stuff like that. So it's just kind of an all-encompassing you know, Patreon account, and we we have, uh, you know, small little following over there so far, but as it continues to grow, I think that's going to be a great way to continue monetizing thing. because I mean, you know, it, at the end of the day, you want to connect with your fans and give them what they, you know, what they're looking for out of you, and so I think that's a great way to make that happen.
0: Cool, man, I'm just curious, what jingle have you worked on that you were like, oh my god, that was so cool, can you share that, if you could?
1: A jingle that I was like, that's, you know what, actually there is, there is one, this was a few years back, like this was at least like five or six years ago that okay. it, it was very fun. It's not a podcast though. Uh, sure. it, it was a Doesn't jingle matter. for a company called Storage Pipe. It's okay. a, uh, like, kind of like a online storage, like Dropbox kind of a company. Um, and they asked me to do a funny rap song and i i made this funny like nerd rap song like really hardcore gangster rap but like all about you know zeros and ones and online storage and stuff like that and it, it's really fun and it's uh, it's available on youtube somewhere it's called ram in the boot sector and i don't know if they're actively <laughs> still using it like i said it was a few years back but it's a very fun song
0: can you share a little bit of that? I'm just curious if you don't mind. If if, if you, you're not allowed to, that's perfectly fine as well. You could just say no.
1: <laughs> uh, man, uh, I'm trying to think of those lyrics. It's been so long. Uh, I can't even
0: remember it now. No worries, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Get, been... check, it
1: out, check it out on YouTube, though. It's It's, it's out there.
0: Yeah, I was just always curious, like, wow, that's, that seemed like a pretty good idea it's yeah. for the online storage part to have a jingle. That's cool, man. I, I need right, to go cool. watch
1: that again now after <laughs> uh, after I get off this. I, I haven't seen it in a couple of years.
0: All right, cool. All right, so you got your money part over there. How do you go about getting your listener or your first 10 listener for your podcast to listen to your show? Sure. Is there a method that you follow that you got your 10 bot 10 listener let's just say you know the stats you got like hey 10 people listen to your podcast and things right
1: it's it's an interesting thing and this honestly it feeds right into music as well it's always so difficult to know you know how you're really going to connect with people that will want to listen to what you're doing and there unfortunately there is definitely not a like a silver bullet way to do it. It's just a matter of actively, you know, being online and and interacting with people. You just have to constantly be interacting with people. I've found Twitter has been of, of the major social networks Twitter has been the easiest one to to truly connect with people who I don't know, you know, not friends and family and friends of friends, but but new people who become listeners, become collaborators, people who have actually ended up guesting on the show and, and stuff like that, and who have had me come guest on their shows. So I found Twitter has been really great for the growth of the podcast. I also have a Facebook group. It's called Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and the group does so what much the, better. than hang on. <laughs> on Popcorn and What? <laughs> popcorn and puzzle pieces so that that's all the to, to uh feed into the whole piecing it together thing which is you know it's all it's all puzzle themed. you know movies as puzzles and i didn't want to just call it the piecing it together group because i felt that would be too salesy you know <laughs> so I, I wanted to come up with like a cute fun name for it and so popcorn you know who doesn't love popcorn goes right there with movies and puzzle pieces right. to go with the theme of the show so popcorn and puzzle pieces and yeah, it's, it's a great little community of, of people. You know, a lot of a lot of my, you know, regular life friends are in there. But a lot of my regular life friends aren't really movie people. And so I didn't even really want too many of them in there. I wanted to keep it, like, on topic. You know, I don't want any trolls in there. I don't want anybody in there that's not there to talk about movies. And so I keep it actually a closed group. I'm not too worried about it, like, you know, getting huge numbers or anything like that. Right now, I think we have 240 people which is not the biggest group in the world but that's all organic and it's all people who actually are there to talk about movies and you know not be idiots like so many people online and these various forums and stuff you never know what you're going to get with people so the fact that I'm I've managed to cultivate even only 200 people but active people who love talking about the thing that we're there to talk about and then I get to promote my podcast the whole time so you
0: know Absolutely, you know, quality over quantity, definitely. Even if you have, if you feel like you have a small group, if that small group is actually passionate and yes. loves about it, that builds a quality. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm actually making a difference as compared That's to right. you get like, let's say 10,000 people and none of them actually reply to your group or anything like that. Like, what I've been is in
1: groups before where the people didn't even know what the impetus of the group was, they're just there for whatever reason and they didn't know that it was because of a podcast or because of a book or because of a movie like they're just like it's just a group to go do whatever they, they you
0: know? <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of groups out there you know plenty and i've been in one of them and i, I don't even know why i joined that because at first you know let's say for example facebook you go join this group the first thing anyone looks at it how big is the number if somebody who doesn't know a lot about it, right? How big is the number? And then you're like, let's say 10,000. Oh, that was a really good group. You go join and then you see nothing with advertisement. Nothing with advertisement. And That's then right. people are like, hey, go check out my YouTube channel. And then you're like, why the hell did I join this group? Yeah. It's waste so of-
1: quick. It's just a, It's just there's no way to connect with anything. And it just becomes yet another feed for you to uh, be just staring yeah. at your phone. And 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 those are the ones that I out
0: of. Exactly, those are the ones that just leave out of it because it's like a waste of time. Like, oh, what good is that? And then there's a smaller group that actually have a good content and it has one theme. And then you you go in there, you ask a question, people actually respond back to you and help you out. And those are the ones that I feel, and I think you feel the same way. Like, those are the ones you actually want to stay in it. The yeah, quantity. You look, you
1: look forward to going back to it.
0: Exactly, and those people like actually help you out and they're like, my God, this, this person helped me, help me out and then before you know you might become friends with that person, you don't know. And right. you open up another podcast with that person, well, you don't know, right? That's so absolutely right. Yeah, cool, man. So let's say if somebody comes and asks you for advice on opening a podcast, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to somebody who doesn't know anything about podcasting? If they want to like, let's say... March first they came to you and like, hey, by end of March, March thirty first or March thirtieth, let's just say, I wanna have my podcast up and running so other people can listen in. What advice would you give?
1: Not to repeat myself, but I've gotta go back to something I said earlier, and that is to find something that you really care about. Because if you're just starting a podcast just for the sake of starting a podcast I I don't even know if you're going to make it to the end of episode one. You're just going to be like, what am I doing here? Like why? Or you're going to finish episode one and then it'll come time to plan episode two. And you're going to be like, okay, what do I do now? You know, if you actually care about talking about the thing that you're making, that you're building your podcast around, you're going to be excited about episode two and episode three. And it's, it's going to be something you actually look forward to doing, and that's how you're going to succeed.
0: There you guys. There you have it. Follow that simple advice, because we like to keep things simple here, and then there you are. you're going to have your first podcast, not podcast, but podcast show up and running, and before you knew it, you're going to pass that marker, which is the golden marker, the 15th episode, because once you pass the 15th episode, you are in it for the long run. And the that's people right. who don't get through that 15, they're like, it's just another shiny object syndrome. They don't care for it because they don't see anything. But trust me, after the 15th episode, that's where everything is going to change for anybody who is starting out. Because they're like, I'm in it for the long run. And people will like, yeah, this person is consistent. I love the content and the growth from zero podcast well podcast number one to 15th is that's tremendous so speaking of podcast number one i'm sure a lot of people that who i interview including myself and other people who i've talked to when they listen to their first podcast they're like they literally cringe their teeth like oh my god i want to take that down but i'm like don't take it down that's like your growth to compare to where you are so how was your experience in that regard
1: i'd say the uh the biggest well, I guess the the two biggest uh, differences between then and now, they both have to do with audio quality. I, I, I feel like as far as, you know, I not to uh, to come off as like conceited or something like that. Like I I feel like I, I latched onto a pretty good idea right from the get go. Something that something that I was going to connect with that the people I had in mind as potential guests when I didn't you know I hadn't even talked to anybody yet about it. They ended up connecting with it and some listeners connected with it. The only hurdle was getting it to sound right and getting it to all come together in the right way. Uh, Dealing with various software solutions for recording online, which were just so cumbersome and plagued with issues. And then once I did have a recording, you know, again, getting back to all the editing and, and, you know, figuring out the best way to edit and make everything sound good in post. Uh, Those are where the major differences came. And I haven't gone back and listened to those first couple of episodes. I'm sure they would make me cringe if I did. I probably should one of these days. Uh, We're approaching episode 150 of uh, Piecing It Together soon. So that would probably be a good time for me to go back and listen and see. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that they're not perfect. And there's probably just some annoying issues with them that I could have fixed, but I just didn't know how to, but, uh, that's all part of, you know, growing. So
0: you said it the best way is all part of growing. And you know, the best yeah. way, another way to upgrade it is like, it's a 1% increment. Like say your first episode, whatever you did in your second episode, if you increase by 1%, by the time yeah. you get to your 30th episode, you're going to be thousand percent better. As long as you are improving 1% every single episode, that's all that anyone should consider it or think about it or should be looking forward to it. Don't think like oh my god, the first episode is going to be 100% perfect. There is no such thing as perfect, you and I both know.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know you know what another thing uh, along those lines too is to not not get too caught up in what other people are doing or claiming to be doing because if you go in these podcast support groups, you'll 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 see these people who are like Guys, I just started my podcast this week, and I only got 50,000 downloads. What what am I doing wrong, guys? (laughs) It's like that person is either a liar or is just a complete just – you know what? Like They are just – don't worry about what other people are doing. Worry about making the best show you can make at this moment and – Just continuing to grow, like you said, that one percent better each time. Continue to grow, and you'll get to your fifty thousand downloads or wherever it is you're trying to go, in in time. You know, in the right amount of time.
0: Definitely, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's always that one or two people that go into this Facebook groups, the podcast Facebook. Guys, I got five thousand download for my last episode. I don't know what the problem is. So fifty thousand. It's like, did you really get a fifty thousand download for that one episode? I don't believe I highly I highly doubt it, i going to be honest. I highly doubt it. You just added the extra three zeros, maybe. I don't know. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so the point being is, I think overall, like I said before, 1% increment, that should be your goal for improving your quality of your podcast. So the next metric, I think you should be looking at, what I feel you should be looking at, not how many people listen to your show, but more importantly, how many people get in touch with you via email or whatever call to action that you have in there. That mm. is probably the best metric that I feel any podcaster out there should be doing. What are your thoughts on that?
1: No, absolutely. And that is the, uh, that that's, I would say, once you have gotten your process down, your post-production, your recording, your all that, that is the hardest part, is getting that interaction. Because you Hopefully, if you're putting together a good show and you're putting it out there and you're promoting yourself, you're going to see your numbers rise at a you know a nice pace and you're, you're going to see that people are technically listening. But to yep. get them to then take that extra step and interact in whatever way it is that you're hoping for them to interact, that's the hard part. And so I you know, I, again, I don't have like any, any special tip other than consistency and just absolutely staying out there. You have to be active in whatever the communities are that make sense for your particular podcast.
0: Speaking of communities, uh, is there a particular social media platform that has been working great? I'm assuming Twitter is working great for you or are you actively anywhere else? Just, or just Twitter?
1: Um, I, I'm active Twitter, Facebook, uh, a little bit on Instagram, although I, I don't like Instagram very much. Uh, also Letterboxd, which is a movie specific, uh, social platform. And I, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, but you know, my, my podcast group uh the 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 facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces that has been really great for staying you know in touch with people and you know getting people to be active and like i said twitter has been i think the most uh beneficial at least for my podcast
0: what are you doing on twitter that's working so great for you i'm just curious
1: (laughs) just being myself and just being consistent and active and uh ignoring my music twitter which i probably shouldn't be doing but (laughs) i haven't logged into that one in months because i'm too busy on my piecing it together one so
0: all right cool man (laughs) all right man i want to thank you for taking the time for being here and being on this podcast first of all i appreciate it people who are going to listen to it they're going to appreciate it so if somebody wants to get in touch with you how can they do that
1: well you can uh check me out on Twitter. Like I said, at piecing pod and our website piecingpod.com also has a uh, mailing list and uh, all that kind of stuff. And our Facebook group, popcorn and puzzle pieces. And as far as my music's concerned, it's David Rosen, but you could get in touch with me through the podcast as well. It's just me anyway. So that's, it's all the same, but check out David Rosen, new album coming out in October and, uh, I'm on all of the different music sites.
0: Awesome, man. I wish you from our team, the Simple Podcast Cloud team, much, much success for you. And we hope you get to your goals, whatever those goals are, a lot faster. And we wish you best of luck.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.